Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Faux Show. Today is Sunday, November 30th. My name is Angela. And my name is Chris. And as most of you know, The Faux Show is not a real show. It is a social experience because I don't look at you. I look at the chat room I have here on my iPad. Oh, the chat room. I've got that full screen on my screen. It's over there. It's not over no, there on actually, the monitor where we can see ourselves. No, Geek Shed Fail. It is not. But it <laughs> is in the best lower third on the internet, especially re-handcrafted just for this episode. The lower third is embedded over jblive.tv or irc.geekshed.net, pound Jupiter Broadcasting, where you can engage in the conversation. Chat room's going 24-7, mm-hmm. but for only a slice of time on Sundays, it becomes featured in the faux show lower third. That is right. Today we're doing movie trivia. Random, probably useless information about movies, but from like any time, like all uh, movies, and, and it's and it's all random, random stuff. This is gonna be one of those, I think, one of these episodes that you'll be like hanging out with a group of friends or watching something and be like, "Oh yeah, I heard about this on the faux show." Yep, it, it absolutely yeah. is. I, I love doing yes. those episodes. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's good. You know what so, else? I think we should do. By the way, before I forget, okay, probably mention this off air. Okay. But we should do oh. an episode on Meetup. Yes. Just saying. Once, once I use it, maybe. Yeah, both of us. But it's something <clears throat> that a lot of people don't know about when I go to conferences and stuff. Okay. Well, um, Where do we start today, Angela? Well, we're going to start by just mentioning that the- um, Yes, we should. That we have the polo going the, and the uh, last jacket and also the Tech yeah. Talk Today hoodie. Uh, but really, the polo, it's like this. Uh, the reason why I want to mention this one is this is really something special. Uh, we've got uh, demo uh, uh, shirts Oops. from Teespring. I'm really super excited about it. We've also got the ladies polo, which looks really good. The colors are awesome. It's stitched, not printed. So it's uh, extra care and time is put into it. Two days left. 74 out of 100 of our polos. If you need something for work, something you want to look kind of professional on, that logo, it looks great. If you want to go to a conference, I'm just saying people will think you work for us. It looks so nice. It looks, uh, and I can say this too because they gave us some of the uh, demo materials. It is, it's a nice, it's heavy, so it, it sits really well on, and they have a lot of different sizes that make it look really nice. But of course, we've got the whole range available over at jupiter.gift. So if you're if you're doing your Christmas shopping or holiday shopping or just want to um, support the network somehow, this is one way to do it. Yeah, that jacket's a full uh, uh, sure deal. Uh, it's going to ship like starting like in the next day or so. We need to email them. Seven hours things, remaining. But, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Tech Talk Today hoodie. If you want to have my face on your chest and have something hooded to keep your ears warm, you can have my face on your boob and keep your ears warm with the Tech Talk Today hoodie. There's some good colors there as well. Look at that blue. That's a nice I know. Blue. The blue is great. Yeah. Can we? Oh, man. I know. 11 towards... There's no way we could close that gap because I want some of those. No, bad. I'm just going to lower the goal. Okay. Yeah. Because I want I want my face on my chest. Yeah. That's, you know, and I want my face on your chest too, a lot. <laughs> so go over to uh, jupiter.gift to get any of those. You can have Teespring ship it directly to somebody you want to get a, give a yep. gift to or... It's really easy. Get it for yourself. You yep. know what I'm saying? And uh, the hoodie, how many times has that relaunched? Uh, is this like the fourth time that hoodie's oh, relaunched? Oh, the last one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the fourth People love the freaking jacket. The uh, Linux Action Show jacket, it's seriously, it's relaunched four times. People like it so much. You can go grab it right now, jupiter.gift, but that polo. Just if you treat yourself something, there's only like a couple of days left, and uh, it should ship in time mm. for uh, Santa Day. What is it, Andrews? I don't remember the uh, URL for it. For the last jacket? Yeah. Well, you can just go to jupiter.gift, and then link. it's linked there. Uh, that's jupiter.gift. <laughs> 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 Ah, <laughs> Jamie Jacket. Yeah, right, there, there you go. go, Jamie Jacket. Yeah. Yep. This is really it's so, the, it's, it is December first. Like W.W. says, it's yep. the hoodie that won't die. Although it's actually yeah. not a hoodie. It's no, a jacket. it's really fun. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, all right. So zipped up jacket, let, really nice. Let's go right into 
our first trivia. Yep. So it's from a website called slightlywarped.com. Oh, I've heard of this. I love this. Forward slash thought vomit. <laughs> Good you are. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's 100 movie facts you probably don't know. Okay. It Late starts on. with. In the Empire Strikes Strikes Back, mm-hmm. a potato and a shoe can be seen in the asteroid field. This is a shoe. This is a potato. How do this you know that's a shoe? This is not high tech. Uh, I don't know, but, but it just is. You like, know, if you go back to when they did this, that was groundbreaking CG, and uh-huh. you just needed objects that were the right shape, and yeah. you wouldn't question it. Yeah. And you have to make this stuff. Yeah. You have to completely yeah. create the environment. Um, here's a here's it's an interesting great. trivia. If you watch uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, you know, one of the best rated Star Trek movies ever. Yes, I'm talking about Star Trek, I know. Uh, if you look behind Khan, there is plating, panels, and maybe chat room, if you could find a link to an image of Khan's bridge in Wrath of Khan on the, on the USS Reliant. It's actually just uh, tape deck holders that they spray painted silver and mounted to the wall <laughs> for tape cassettes. Nice. But they look high tech when you spray paint them. This is just as like kind of just weird and abstract, but the alien language in the movie District 9 was created by rubbing a pumpkin. What? Right? I Did just, you see that movie? I just got District 9 by the way. Really? Yeah, That's if you want to watch it. It's okay. it's it's interesting. So it's a movie where like let's just so what would happen if if aliens didn't come to conquer but like their ship broke down and they had to come to Earth, mm. and they were disadvantaged. They didn't have the superior hand. Right. We put essentially not to spoil anything because it's not. They, we put them in like a concentration camp and like Ooh. contain them to an area, mm. and then they start breaking out and getting into the city. And it, but it's done from a documentary style. Hmm. Like it's it's Ooh. pretty fascinating. There's there's a fact in here about documentaries. All right. Um. All Next. right. Well, according to the Internet Movie Database, the worst movie ever released as of 2013 is Disaster Movie. So it's like scary movie. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's a it's a spoof and it just failed. But Doesn't matter. Next one has Bruce Willis in it. Yep. Look how young he is. So due to complicated contractual obligations with with the source material, the part of John McClane from Die Hard had to first be offered to Frank Sinatra, who was seventy three at the time. Frank Sinatra? Yeah. That would not have worked because that- of the source material. Yeah. So um, I'm you know I'm not a Die Hard fan, but I know there's like I know I know that my mom had VHSs like. With every single Die Hard Five, Die Hard whatever. No, Die Hard. So there was only uh, there was originally three Die Hards, and there was so a fourth. So I'm thinking of Rocky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Sylvester so. Stallone. Hey, look at that lower uh, third. Hey, look at that. Uh, well, that's because Rikai <laughs> uh, hooked me up. Well, here it is, right here. If you look really, really closely, that's the tape cassette holders right there in the background. Oh my gosh! You see great. it? Yes. You see it? Wow! Isn't that? Thank you, Rikai. Good spot. And uh, there's Khan. Look how serious Khan looks. He looks like a bad guy. That's that's an 80 movies villain right there, and it nails it. All wow. right, Andrews. Next movie trivia. Okay, the strange music that plays during the uh, during a Joker scene in The Dark Knight was inspired by the sound of a razor blade, or I'm sorry, was inspired by the sound a razor blade makes on a piano wire. Ooh, that's creepy. Right, and I can't really remember it. That's a movie you haven't seen. That yeah. would be in your should watch geek category. Probably. Because it's you would be surprised. It's actually pretty good. Probably. All right, Andrews. Okay. Our next bit of movie trivia. Um, adjusted for inflation, Cutthroat Island lost over $147 million at the box office. Oh, do you remember? She was big when that movie yeah. came out, too. Yeah. That was like she, the peak of her career, and it bombed big. Yep. So The Great Machine in Contact, the movie Contact. Have you seen this? No. It's was, interesting. Was originally envisioned and designed as a time machine in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
interesting. See, the centerpiece spins like crazy and creates. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I'm barely remember, but creates oh, like a wormhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've Actually, seen this. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that and uh, so in, in Terminator, right? You, one of the things that stands out about Terminator time travel is it was also an ore, but didn't look like that. Yeah. But if you remember in Terminator, I, I can't. Do you have you seen some no. Terminators? When you time travel, you can't take anything non-organic. So like when they when Arnold time travels, he's naked. He arrives in the past <laughs> totally, 100% well, naked. Well, he could wear hemp clothes. Well, all clothing is... Actually, think about it. All clothing is yeah. it's cotton or whatever. It's organic, right? Everything but is made. It's a good excuse to make Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> naked. Right. All right, Andrew, next trivia. Next, um, Andrew's next trivia. I'm going to skip no, I don't that count. one and that one. Oh, George Carlin voices the character of Fillmore in Cars, the movie Cars. If you look closely, you'll see his license plate reads 51237, which is Carlin's birthday, May 12th, 1937. Hey, Ange. That's kind of cool. Gonzalez, not to keep on this, but look look at here. Gonzalez links us. You see those tape cassette holders in the background Oh, there? my gosh. That's great. It, did I nail it or what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, thank you. See? All right. This is crazy to me because I just watched Pitch Perfect last night. Again, for the second time. <laughs> I first watched it. What? I first watched it uh, right after I had Bella, you know, and I was recovering. But um, <clears throat> it has a Breakfast Club theme. But anyway, so The Breakfast Club was supposed to have had sequels every 10 years. Really? Yeah, where the club reunites, but those plans fell through because Jed Nelson and John Hughes hate each other. Wow. Isn't that th- an kind epic idea, Kind of disappointing, idea, though? though. Yeah. I know. That would have been, been a neat, like, would've ongoing... Would have been awesome. Yeah. Every, like, every 10 years, that would have been something. Yep. Um, I'm sure you guys all heard about Braveheart having issues. Um, they had to redo several major scenes because the extras were wearing wristwatches and sunglasses. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. That happens. That happens a lot. Yep. Um, all right. The gibberish spoken by young MacGuffin in Brave is an actual dialect called Doric. Doric. I think Not Doric, here. but Doric. D-O-R-I-C. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Because of enthusiasts hiking in the woods after seeing the Blair Witch Project. Did you did you see the Blair and, Witch Project in uh-huh. the theater? And scaring away all of the animals, the 1999 to 2000 hunting season was one of the worst on record. Really? Yeah, right? So can you believe everybody was all like going out into the woods with their camera and scaring away all the, the natural habitat. And so the hunting season was horrible. <laughs> I guess people were all freaked out about going out there. So uh, did we see the Blair Witch Project together? I don't think so. Okay, it was right around that time. And you remember what was so unique about the Blair Witch Project is there was, they managed, people kind of knew it was set up, but there was like some ambiguity towards it. Yeah. And people didn't quite know. Mm-hmm. And remember like the, the famous shot, that one right there yeah. where the camera's up the nose and she's yeah, crying yeah, and yeah. snot stripping. Yeah. That was, people, you know, didn't really do that in movies. That Blair Witch was really a, a good horror movie. As far as horror movies goes, I liked it. But now watching it back, it just doesn't, it's not the same anymore. All right, Andrews. All right. My Big Fat Greek Wedding made over $250 million, but never hit number one at the box office. It's, yeah. You've heard so much about that, and you've seen, like, there's spin-off shows. I've never seen it. I, I just feel like it's, yeah, I don't know. For I some reason, it's never it. drawn me. You could. This is kind of great. The Bible and Planet of the Apes are the only two G-rated movies to feature nudity. I never even thought about that. Right? I don't really think about ratings much. I know. I think but... of like kids' movies and parents' movies, but I uh-huh. don't think about the ratings of the difference. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's you never, like the whole rating system, you never know. There's a great scene in The Aviator uh, where um, uh, uh, they are trying to convince the MPAA that it's okay to show women in a bra. 
in a mm-hmm. movie and not give it an explicit X rating. Mm-hmm. And uh, Howard Hughes, who had a massively successful Hollywood film uh, company, mm-hmm. uh, he had to give this whole presentation on all of the movies in the past that have shown women in their bra. Oh, geez. And then and and, and or how about commercials? Right. I mean, are they not held to the same standards? Oh, well, they are. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. All right, right, next trivia, Ange. The movie Beverly Hills Cop made up a technology called a satellite tracking system. Years later, the technology was actually invented. We know it as GPS. It's crazy how often movies do that. Isn't that that funny? Yeah, yeah. All right, before Belle's father in um, Beauty and the Beast, before he finds the castle, his horse is spooked by bats that flutter and then disappear into thin air. They just disappear. Oh, like it's a continuity air kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's your Back to the Future one. Ready. Crispin Glover did not return for the Back to the Future sequels. George McFly was pay- played by a different actor who wore prosthetics to make him look like Glover and old footage was reused. Really? Apparently. How did I not know that? That seems like a huge thing about Back to the Future I, for me not to know. I don't know. Chat room, does anybody else know that? Is that like a common thing people know about? That's really important because Back to the Future shows clips from all the timelines. And that guy goes on to play some super creepy roles. I guess I didn't know that creepy uncle. I, I need to wow. watch it again. I know what I'm spending my free time doing. <laughs> reacquainting myself. Not only do I need to find all of the behind the scenes videos, but I need to rewatch the entire trilogy now. Darn. Obviously. Darn. All right. Samuel L. Jackson was the perfect person to play Nick Fury in The Avengers. Yes. After all, the Nick Fury in Marvel's Ultimate Universe was based on Samuel L. Jackson, something Jackson Jackson gave permission for. Something kind of similar happened uh, with Patrick Stewart. So Patrick Stewart plays Professor Xavier in the X-Men movies. Uh And uh, when Patrick Stewart came in for casting, there was a comic book before the X-Men movies had ever been made. There was a comic book on the desk when he comes in for the casting role. And he looks down and there is Professor Xavier on the cover of the comic. And Patrick Stewart's response was, oh, what am I doing on the comic book? And because he was such a perfect fit to play Professor Xavier, he thought the character in the comic book was him. Wow. Yeah. And so then he took the role. And and, and interesting is that sealed the deal. This was just in a recent interview. That sealed the deal for him because at the time he was just transitioning out of the Star Trek franchise and he had sort of Mm -hmm. been cast as Captain Picard and he was in a major franchise and he thought, boy, the the worst queer move I could possibly make would be to get in another major franchise. And then, but then he saw like what a slam dunk fit he was, and all of the fans yeah. like when 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 Captain Picard was Professor Xavier, it was like obviously, of course. And so, kind of a similar thing. It was such a similar likeness. He's like, well, that's a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. All right, Andrew's next bit of trivia. Allegedly, James Cameron kept a nail gun with him on on the set of Avatar and would nail cell phones that rang on set <gasps> during a take, to, and he'd nail them to the wall. I've heard James Cameron is a major asshole sometimes on set. <laughs> Apparently. You know, you haven't seen Avatar. Nope. Well, I tried. You fell asleep on the couch. I, and I just stopped watching it. It Sounds was boring. Legit. All right. Yep. That's cool. As long as you tried. All right, Anders, All what's right. next? There is a script for a movie called Atuk, I think, A-T-U-K, A-tuk. about an Eskimo traveling to America that has never been filmed because the actors who have expressed serious interest in it died unexpectedly. Aww. So I think that... I think so in I the see upper John left, Candy. I think that's Boy George. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's uh, Bellucci, right? John Bellucci? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know who that is. And yeah. Um, that's John, John Candy, Candy and Chris Farley. Chris Farley, yeah. yeah. So that movie's never made it. Uh, Strengths in the chat room says a took is how you say it. A took. Yeah. Uh, I was closer. What mm-hmm. are you doing? 
Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't have that <laughs> shot. Yeah, that's right. Because that's it's busted. There we go. All right. Uh, while working on the set of Armageddon, Ben Affleck asked director Michael Bay why NASA would bother sending an inexperienced drill crew into space when it could when it would be easier to teach astronauts how to drill. I don't know if I believe this. Michael one. Bay told him to shut up. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like. I don't know. I mean, obviously that's a question, but why would an an actor, would they really ask that question when they know the answer is because it makes good drama? I don't know. Maybe. In real life, Tom Hanks is one inch too tall to actually be an astronaut. The maximum height is six feet. You know, kind of a cool other bit of trivia is Apollo 13. Amazing, amazing movie. I could watch it a billion times. I've probably watched it a hundred. Uh, inspired Tom Hanks to like totally get into the uh, NASA scene and moon travel and he's got an interesting HBO uh, series about it such such a good movie and this was this is one of the movies I remember most clearly watching with my dad because while we were standing out in line to get into the movie they had flyers they were handing out to give you uh, like a cheat guide to what all of the NASA acronyms meant because they use actual NASA recordings in the movie and they use all of the terms and so you kind of need to know what they were. So while we were waiting in the line, we were teaching ourselves what all the different terms meant from NASA and nice. we went and watched the movie. All right, Andrews, what do you got next? All right, Ripley from Alien was originally intended to be a male character. She was made a woman because audiences at that time would not expect the lone survivor to be a woman. That's You know what? I believe that. Isn't and that she kicks so much ass. Yeah. And you know what? Watching back, I probably would agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, it kind of comes clear that she's <laughs> the hero of the movie, but I could totally see it back then working like that. All right, what do you got next, Andrews? While recording the voice of the genie in Aladdin, Robin Williams frequently received calls from Steven Spielberg, who was working on Schindler's List. He would put him on speakerphone so he could tell jokes to the cast and crew to cheer them up. Some of these jokes made it into the animated feature. In fact, uh, so much of uh, Aladdin was improvised by Robin Williams that they couldn't get a Emmy nomination for the best screenplay because so much of it was not in the screenplay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it shows you what a talented person in Robin Williams was, too. Right. All right. Next one's an airplane one, huh? Yeah. In Argentina, airplane with exclamation point. Uh, was released under the title "And Where Is the Pilot?" In Brazil, <laughs> That's it's not called. Really as funny. I know. In Brazil, it's called "Tighten Up Your Seatbelt." The pilot's gone. In Spain, it's "Land as you can." In Norway, it's "Help, we're flying." <laughs> you are kidding me. In France, it's "Is there a pilot on this plane?" No. In Germany, it was called "The Incredible Trip on a Crazy Airplane." <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I amazing. love the movie Airplane. The movie Airplane. Love it. Add it, to, add it to our list. It's my it's my jam. We need to get airplane. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. We should. It is one of my favorite movies Movie ever. night has airplane in the future. All right, Andrews, next bit of trivia. All right. Uh, Robin Williams' voice work in AI, artificial intelligence, is the only part of the movie actually directed by Stanley Kubrick. It was recorded years prior. I did not. I've seen AI. I had no idea. I haven't. Um, in 2001, A Space Odyssey, the dimensions of the monolith are 1 by 4 by 9. The screen aspect of the movie is very close to 4 by 9, so it can be argued that you are seeing the events of the movie through a monolith titled or tilted on its side. Get it? No. So the screen dimensions width-wise are the same dimensions as the monolith. So in, in A Space Odyssey, this monolith is this huge black monolithic thing. Okay. And so if you turned it on its side, that's the aspect ratio of the movie. Oh, hmm. okay. It's an interesting fact. Okay. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street was loosely based on a real event. What? Can anybody fact check that in mm. the chat room? What? Hold on. Night on What? Nightmare on Elm Street's based on a real story? 
I, I need I need some citation on that chat room mm-hmm. if you could. All right, what do you got next, Andrew? The word zombie is never used in Night of the Living Dead. True. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's we didn't call them zombies back <gasps> then. All right, here we go. The famous coconut scenes in Monty Python and the Holy Grail were done out of necessity. The production team couldn't afford horses. <laughs> oh, man, they made the best out of that situation. That was that like great. best that case is, scenario. I know, yeah. Wow, I, that turned I out good. I need to get that, too, because that is so funny. Yeah, that is a good one. All right, Andrews, what is our next bit of trivia? One for the kids, I think. Yep, Billy Crystal took the part of Mike in Monsters, Inc. because he had turned down the part of Woody in Toy Story and considered it the worst decision of his career. Yeah, and Tom wow. Hanks is way better way at it, too. Better. Yeah. Way, 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 way better. Yeah, that's a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrews, this one looks good. Um, oh, meet the Fockers. The MPAA would not allow meet the Fockers to use the word Fockers in its title unless they could prove that there was a family in America actually named the Fockers. So they must have done I that. I guess so. Look at Robert De Niro. That such a badass. That is such a ridiculous requirement. That's the MPAA, babe. That's the MPAA. So uh, Rikai in the chat room confirms... Uh, uh, I, I can't pull it up here. Well, I'll pull it up. In a series of articles in LA Times, three small articles of, oh. about men from Southeast Asia who were from immigrant families and had died in the middle of nightmares. Yeah. And paper the, never and correlated them, never said, hey, we've had another story like this. What? So in other words, uh, there was some. There was three articles about men from Southeast Asia who died in, in the middle of nightmares. Huh. That's, that is a pretty loose association, but I'll take it. That sounds legit. Okay. Sounds legit. Oh, oh God. I was just talking about The Matrix last night. This is a must rewatch for me. All right. All scenes that take place inside The Matrix are tinted green. This is to make it look like it's taking place on a computer screen. In fact, uh, not only are they all tinted green, but in video production now, there is uh, actually a preset filter in a lot of editing applications. Magic Bullet Looks is one of them. Mm -hmm. It's called The Matrix, and it gives you that green-tinted link. Ah. Or look. Look, So I can apply that to any any of our shows if we wanted to. Give it The Matrix look. It became an industry standard. All right, Andrews, next Mm. bit of trivia. The first U.S. movies released on VHS were MASH, The Sound of Music, and Patton in 1977. Huh. That wasn't that long ago. No, VHS is new. Sound of Music and MASH. and wow. uh, uh, Those are all really, uh, Patton or Peyton uh, is really good too. They, those are all. They cost between $50 and $90. Yeah. Can I give you my deep, dark, my deep dark secret? Yeah. Sound of Music is my bag. I know. I know. I know it is. You're the only other person that knows that until mm-hmm. I just told the whole internet. Yep, but the I whole internet knows freaking love Sound of Music. All right, Andrews, next bit of trivia. All right, Christopher Lee is the only member of the Lord of the Rings cast or crew who actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. He also recorded a metal album at the age of 90, which is really cool. What? <laughs> Are you calculating? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like, that is... Like, when I see these people, they do these amazing things at that age, I feel like such a loser for yeah, being so and, tired and, and feeling so metal? old. metal? Yeah, that's hardcore, right. Okay, Angela, I think we have another one for the kids, don't we? Uh, Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa originally sang additional verses in Can You Feel the Love Tonight. It was cut when the producers and directors realized it threw off the flow of the song. That's okay, Bronwyn brings in another citation for the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. So okay. now we have double citations, so there you go. All right, uh, I think you have a little bit more trivia over there, don't you? Wow. Give okay. it to me, give it to me. When the T-Rex breaks into the Explorer in Jurassic Park. Another great movie. The children's screams are real. It wasn't supposed to break the glass. 
That sucks. Could you imagine being a child actor and having a very realistic animatronic ro- uh, robotic wow. uh, T-Rex coming through? All right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this is a Wonderful Life one. This is good. Okay. okay. In 1947, an FBI analyst investigating communism uh, infiltration of the film industry submitted a memo, claim- a memo claiming that It's a Wonderful Life promoted communism by discrediting bankers. Uh, that was a very, very, very common claim lobbied at Hollywood back in the day. Um, and now, of course, you could say it promotes al-Qaeda or terrorism. Sure. You know, you, you just pick your boogeyman. But uh, there was a big belief that communism had infiltrated Hollywood and was trying to promote the communistic agenda through the movie industry. And there was a witch hunt. to, uh, to And people had to justify. And people had to go out of their way to make movies that would not paint them as promoting a communist socialist agenda. Jeez. Oh, Iron Man trivia time. <laughs> All right, Iron Man's computer, Jarvis, is an acronym for just a rather very intelligent system. Jarvis, just a rather very intelligent system. I'm glad to know that, actually. McCarthyism is male holler. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Male holler, you know what's up. <clears throat> All right, the scene in which Will Smith drags an uncon- unconscious alien across the desert in Independence Day was filmed on the salt flats near Great Salt Lake in Utah. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Smith's line and what the hell is that smell? Was unscripted and was actually <laughs> referring to a rotting smell from dead shrimp coming from the lake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That is one of the best lines in the movie because Will Smith is angry. He's mm-hmm. exasperated. He's just... But Human determined. has just kicked this alien's ass. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best Will Smith moments and it was improvised. Yep. That changes everything. All right. Let's see. The blaring trombones in Inception's musical <laughs> score... Are based on a slowed down version of the Edith Piaf song. Uh, I'm not uh, non genre. Non genre. Like Regress. Remain. No. No. <laughs> okay. Which is used as a p- uh, plot device in the film. The idea is that the blares are what a person would hear from the inside the dream when listening to the song. Oh, I That's love it. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. You know what I'm I, <laughs> you need to watch that. Movie. I know, right? I, this is a great list. This is a this is a really good movies list, and uh, you need to watch that one. Oh, it's my girl. <laughs> All right. While horsing around on the set of The Hunger Games, Jennifer Lawrence accidentally kicked John Hutcherson in the head, knocking him out and resulting in a concussion. <laughs> Mail Holler says it's on his bucket list to pee on Senator McCarthy's grave. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, hey. Uh, here's a question for the chat room. Is The Hunger Games worth it? I hear a lot about yeah, The Hunger Games. Yeah, I haven't seen it And yet we don't know anything about The Hunger Games. Do you know anything about The Hunger Games? N- no, I was just reading ahead. Yeah, no. it's like fighting. There's something yeah. about oh, food or something. Yeah, I yeah, something about being hungry. I don't know. No. So, no, it's. It, I think it's. there's some political agenda in it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I just don't know. All yeah. right, Andrews. Next right. bit of trivia. After a huge box office bomb in 1986, George Lucas was in, a, in massive debt and had to sell off parts of Lucasfilm. Steve Jobs, the head of Apple Computers, offered to buy Lucas's new computer animation division at a price above asking to help him out. Therefore, Howard the Duck is responsible for the creation of Pixar. So I think that might not be 100% accurate. Uh, I think Steve Jobs was kicked out of Apple when he bought Pixar. And he used some of his severance money to buy Pixar. Well, that's fine. He bought Pixar and turned it around. Yeah. And it's it, it is it is it is amazing. Like along with all of the successes Apple had, Pixar came along, and now Pixar was Pixar was offered to Disney like way mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. and like people left Disney to create Pixar. They passed up on it, and then Steve Jobs came in and bought it, and then right. later on Pixar came or Disney came back and had to buy Pixar. Did you miss the point? 
George Lucas was in Massive yeah, Debt. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that part. Yeah, okay. I don't think he was working at Apple Computers, though, when he bought it. That's the part I'm... Oh, yeah. well, it just says the head of Apple Computers, but... No. I think yeah, he wasn't at the time. I think he was the head of Next. But anyways, okay. that's, that's a technical detail. All right. <clears throat> if Stoic from How to Drain Your Dragon were a real person, he would be seven feet, two inches tall. Ah, uh, yes. That's uh, What's-His-Face's dad, uh, uh, Hiccup's dad. Jacob. Hiccup. Jacob. Hiccup. It's Jacob with a Y sound. But it sounds Jacob. like Hiccup. No. Okay. Up. Um, let's see. I got some more trivia for my one. face, oh, Angela. Sean Connery's opening voiceover for Highlander echoes because it was recorded in the bathroom. You're essing sh- me. <laughs> I t- it's slightly warped, huh? Well, when you Dot hear that com. kind of stuff, you're like, oh, they did that on purpose. They added that echo effect. That is... Nope. That- okay, so Hawkins the Wizard says that he likes Hunger Games, although it's a bit predictable for him. The books look uh, the books look better. People say the movie sucked. Yeah, All right, okay. yeah, I've heard that too. That sounded like hiccup. Sounded like hiccup. hiccup. All right, the actress who played Moaning Myrtle in the Harry Potter movies played the ghost of a student, even though she was thirty-seven years old at the time of filming. This makes the bath scene even more disturbing. Creepy. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and she's thirty-seven. <laughs> it's like when it's like when you find out that Bart's voice is is voiced by like a, a woman. Yeah, forty-something woman or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. well, now I yeah. hear it. But yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right, hold on. Let me find... Wait, per, per, no, that's fine. You can peruse for the best trivia ever. Uh, that looks really gross. Yeah. Indiegogo just post, post, look at this old Dell uh, PDA he just found in his uh, attic. Nice. That's great. Ghostbusters took uh, took place in the future as it was originally written. <gasps> no way. I think it worked much better as the as uh, taking place in current time, current events. It made it much more real. But that is, uh, that is really uh, interesting. I find that to be... Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. All right, Haley Joe Osment, who would go on to play Cole Sear in The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. made his debut playing Forrest Gump's son. I see dead people. I didn't know that. I did. I like Forrest Gump. The man who voices Bruce from Finding Nemo is a famous crossdresser. Wow, <laughs> such a manly voice. It Bruce is, is the big yeah. shark. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That is a great one. Oh, Edward Norton. Here we go. Although many believe it is Jack, the name of Edward Norton's character in Fight Club, is never mentioned a single time. Huh, that's Fight interesting. Club. Did you like Fight Club? No. Okay. Could read this fifth element one. This is important. All right. In the fifth element, the villain Zorg and the hero Corbin, Corbin Dallas, Dallas never met each other. Huh. You're fact checking that in your head. Well, yeah, I'm playing Zorg. It back. Yeah, yeah. Zorg, like from um, Toy Story, right? Mm, Isn't yeah the bad guy? The yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. Oh, have you seen The Exorcist? Oh, no, but this is... Oh, yeah. Well, this maybe is, some of it. This shows you the lengths they go to right here. The bedroom in The Exorcist was refrigerated and kept at between 30 and 40 degrees below zero. It was it was so cold that one morning the crew arrived to find a thin layer of snow on the set. Isn't that neat? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, quick uh, follow-up. Inagogo in the chat room says that Steve Jobs is in the process of being kicked out when he bought ah. Pixar. That makes sense. Like I said, okay. some of that severance money. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Chatroom also points out that it's Zerg, Z-U-R-G. Oh, yeah. Story. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Clo- it's close. Speaking of X-Men. Right. Neither Patrick Stewart or Ian McClellan, McKellen knew how to play chess when they filmed X-Men. Wow. I can't believe that Sir Patrick Stewart. That just <laughs> must be wrong. I do not accept that fact. Oh, Wizard of Oz facts. Here we go. Yep. The Munchkins and the Wizard of Oz were paid $50 a week for a six-day work week. Toto was paid $125. That is a different time. <laughs> wow. That is totally a different time. Oh, come on. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Let's go old school here. All right. A sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was never filmed because Raul, Raul Dahl, the author of the book, was furious about how the first movie turned out. 
I would be too. I haven't liked any renditions of that. Well, you know, our kids sure like the. Uh, uh, I know. What's I don't it? Know. Uh, what's the guy's name that starts with a J that plays? It, uh, yeah, uh, I know that. Um, he also did, you know, Pirates Edward, of, Edward Scissorhands. No, come on. What is it? Damn it! Oh, I hate this. Part. He did Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I know. He also was the pirate in I know. The Pirates of the Caribbean. J- uh, Johnny um, Depp. Depp. All right. Almost every action scene in War of the Worlds is shot from ground level, as if they were being witnessed by bystanders. Standers. This was influenced by the look of amateur videos taken on 9/11. You think that's really? I don't. I don't buy that. That just sounds like a good hmm. creative decision from a movie director. Maybe. Uh, but I, you know, I like the remake of Ooh. War of the Worlds. The interior of the Axiom from Wall E was modeled on the Disneyland parks. If you look closely, you can see the people mover and the pull down restraints used there. Even Eve's plant alert icon is the same symbol used by Epcot's Land Pavilion. Sounds totally believable to me. That's, it's that's a Disney good. movie, right? Yeah, but that's neat. And if you're going to make a spaceship to keep people happy, you'd probably make it a little bit like Disney World <laughs> or Disneyland. There's a kitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Chat room provides a kitty link. It's a Princess Leia kitty. Yeah, I know. All right. No motorized vehicles were allowed near the set of Unforgiven in order to maintain a genuine Old West atmosphere. I like that. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Kevin Costner who did The Postman or something. I think that was the name of it. And if you watch carefully in the background, and even though it's supposed to take place, I'm not sure it was The Postman, but it's one of his movies where, or maybe it was Gone with the Wolf, where you can see a, a helicopter in the background. It just ruins it. It ruins it. The original tagline for the movie Twister was, it sucks. Oh, wow. The producers changed it when they realized it would be giving the critics a free, cheap shot. No kidding. Talk <laughs> about an easy one, right? Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, let's find- Twister was a fun one. Remember the cow flying across the screen? All right, I got another uh-huh. one for the kids here. Because of computer and programming uh, limitations of the time, Toy Story contains no visible liquids, Fires. fiery explosions, or long hair. And I will add an additional to that, no dad. <laughs> they didn't. No, it's true. They didn't have a dad in Toy Story because it would cost too much extra CG to render him. So you only see the mom, and they never explain where the dad is. Something us dads no, recognize and notice. Let's see. Uh, Paul Verhoeven revealed that the events of Total Recall were a dream. If you pay attention, Doctor Eg- Edgemar actually outlines the entire third act of the movie as he is trying to convince Quaid that nothing is real. The fade to white at the end symbolizes Quaid getting lobotomized. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. That's so sad. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, James Cameron has spent more combined hours on the wreck of Titanic than the passengers of the Titanic spent on the Titanic. Yeah, James Cameron's really made a big effort about going down there and, and uh, making documentaries out of it. It's kind of fascinating. I, for some reason, am fascinated by the Titanic as well. So I think if I yeah. was a crazy rich person, I think I would spend a lot of my time going to like build submarines and going to crazy places. I'll tell you what else I would do. If I mean this is crazy rich, screw the Titanic. I would build a spaceship and I would go to the moon and I would take pictures of the American flag. Just saying, Ange. Okay. What else you got for us? It didn't exist. All right. uh, O.J. Simpson was sought to play the part of Terminator, but the studio was afraid that no one would buy him as a remorseless killer. Do not believe that. Although, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm so glad I went to Arnold. I mean, he really, he owned that. Plus, he got that catchphrase, Arnold. I'll be back, for like Arnold. the rest of his career. Made him a governor. This looks uh, something you- That's Superman. Yeah, okay. Marlon Brando refused Hold to on. memorize oh. his lines for Superman. Okay, go. <clears throat> In the scene when he speaks to baby Superman, he is reading his lines written on a diaper. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what's nuts about that, then? Huh. Uh, so those Marlon Brando lines, 
he recorded additional footage that wasn't included in the Superman movie. And then when they did Superman Returns, the new one with Brandon What's-His-Face, mm-hmm. they took some of the extra footage that Marlon Brando, who wasn't alive when they made the new movie, oh. and reused it oh. for the projection in the oh, Fortress yeah. of Solitude. Right, right, right. Yeah. So wow. apparently, even though he winged a lot of it, it was worth keeping around. I, I mean, it's freaking Marlon Brando, so that makes sense. All right, Andrews, what do we got next? Huh. The cigarettes smoked by boys in the movie Stand By Me were made from cabbage leaves. Interesting. Okay. So he's uh, so he's smoking cabbage leaves, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably still not good for him. Oh. The scene in Spider-Man in which Peter Parker catches Mary Jane's lunch on the tray involved no CGI. With the help of a sticky substance to keep the tray planted on his hand, Tobey Maguire... Um, eventually, after many takes, performed the stunt exactly as seen. Funny enough, a little bit of Fisher family trivia. Uh, when I was explaining to Dylan uh, the different superheroes and we got to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the scene I showed him to explain how Spider-Man realized his powers, because, you know, you have to give him the whole genesis about getting bit and then about right. how, how Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man. Like, I had to give him the whole backstory. So I'm showing him, like, look, here he is as a kid, and I showed him the scene in the lunchroom, and it's just this a masterful boom, 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 and he catches all of the food on the tray. I was like, Dylan, that is when he realized he had superpowers. That was how Dylan learned about Spider-Man. Huh, yeah. interesting. What do you got next? The hedge maze set from The Shining was constructed on a soundstage with no air conditioning in the middle of summer and was stifling hot. <gasps> oh, that's so hard to concentrate. Yeah, when that I can't happens. even imagine. No, no. What is this? Uh, the Humane Society objected to the scene in The Shawshank Redemption where Brooks feeds a maggot to a crow. So, so the crew had to find a maggot that died of natural causes before it could be filmed. Do you buy that? No animals were I guess, injured but a during maggot, this film or whatever. A maggot, that I seems know. like, you know, human rights, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with Creeper Uncle. I don't buy it either. But, you know, it's one of those things where maybe there's some truth to it. Like they had to do something. They had to go out of their way to accommodate something. Like I could see there's some genesis to the truth to it. Oh, oh, here's a good one. One for the kids. <laughs> yep. Doug the dog from... Um, I up, love you. From Up. Yeah. He made an appearance in Ratatouille three years before he starred in Up. Squirrel. Isn't that crazy? Uh, oh, really? Before, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does look like, the shadow does look like Doug the Dog. Yep. Both Up and Ratatouille, great movies. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Andrews. I feel like I'm learning a lot. Oh, you got, oh, come on. You got to lay oh, some okay. Pulp Fiction All right. trivia Samuel L. Jackson's Ezekiel monologue in Pulp Fiction was originally written for Harvey Keitel's character in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh. The verse is also inaccurate and mostly made up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, okay. I'll take it. You know, Pulp Fiction is another really good one. Okay. Oh! What? Whoa, 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 do whoa. not skip the. Do oh not skip a Star Trek one. Do not skip a Star Trek one. Is that this one? Oh, Look okay. at that ship. Does it All say right. Enterprise on the back oh, of that okay, ship? Okay. Yeah. The HMS Interceptor from Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, is the same ship from Star Trek Generations. <gasps> Did you know? No. <laughs> That is so awesome. That is pretty cool. Uh, another fun fact. Uh, you see Worf huh. out on the plank right there? No. Uh, he's right Oh right yeah. on the, yeah, on the yeah, plank. Yeah. Uh, when If you watch uh, Generations closely, when Worf is climbing back up the ladder, there's red all over his knees, and you'd think he's bleeding because it's right on his knees, but actually- Wet paint. It's wet paint because the shooting schedule was so tight wow. that they just painted the boat when they shot that scene. And so if you look closely, wow. you'll see the paint on Worf's uh, wow. pants. Wow, that's yeah. fun. It is. And I, I watched it for years and I'm like, did he like hurt his knees? Is he bleeding? Like, I didn't know what was up. Uh, then I realized um, it's not blood. It's just paint. And if it was blood, that actually would have been uh, a, a continuity error because Klingons, as we all know, have pink blood. 
not red blood. Mm. Next bit of trivia, Andrews? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm done. Oh, the, really? Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, you, I skipped through some. Do you want to do the uh, the LSAC? Because you know what you yep. got to do, right? You know what you got to do for LSAC? That's right. Mail sack. All right, Andrew. So I know we have a lot of options for the mail sack this week. Mail sack. What are we going to go with? You can just click on your Firefox icon there. You'll be all right. It'll take care of itself. I know we have a physical mail sack here. Uh, do we have a Do we have an electronic mail sack as well? Uh, let me see. I can start with uh, the physical mail sack oh, if you'd like. Uh. Yeah, so, okay. well, first, okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, right after we did that one faux show where I talked about the Juanita Fisher like thing. Like three weeks ago? Yeah. It is, what, did you just read that off the Instagram? Oh, no, that would have been a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so three weeks ago, um, uh, Seth made this, our Vegas writer made this graphic. Juanita Fisher, we are we everywhere. everywhere. You got to go three weeks back to know it's that. It's kind of great. Yeah. So if you go to JuanitaFisher.com. I think he custom it made this for us. It will redirect to the Faux Show 199, your password, where we talk about Juanita Fisher. So if you want to know the new Faux Inside Joke, you got to go, just go to JuanitaFisher.com? Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, I think he made this sticker for us. He did. He made, a, we are all Juanita Fisher, and uh, we now have an official Juanita sticker. Yeah. We have a couple of them. If you get a laptop, are you going to sticker it? I could, yeah. You should. Yeah, totally. You are Juanita. Yeah, we also got a bunch of other stickers because that's what Seth does. Just a re- quick recap. Uh, if you get harassed by a salesperson, a collections agency, we're all Juanita Fisher. We can we all, all be, we can all receive calls. Also, a big thank you to Seth. Not only did he include a thumb drive with clips for Unfilter, for unfilter that he overnighted, overnighted. from FedEx, mm-hmm. uh, but he also <laughs> included some uh, some great uh, stickers. Like here's a Richard Stallman Think Different sticker. How awesome <laughs> is that? Uh, a Dr. Jones antidote uh, for uh, for the poison you just drank. A sticker for that. Uh, war can't get a decent martini anywhere. That's a good one, but we probably won't be read because it's green. So he also just sent in a whole bunch of hashtag coder. That's another good one. That's just to be and just to be clear, um, it was Ross from the chat room that bought JuanitaFisher.com yeah, yeah, and yeah. has it redirected Thank this, you. not not Seth, but right. um, but that graphic this, and these this stickers. one looks like some great Russian propaganda. The CCP. Look at that boy. Sake Seth is. Vegas Rider, you're so cool. And Skooky Sprite. Seth, Vegas Rider, Skooky Sprite. Whatever you want to go by. <laughs> all of the above. I'll, I'll try to keep them all straight, uh, and I'll even try to pronounce them correctly, because these are some great stickers. Uh, this one's a good one. Uh, kind of creepy. Big Brother is watching you. <laughs> 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 Put that on the laptop, right? And just every time I'm on air, I just have at it. Andrew, is there anything else we want to give a mention to before we get out of here? Yep. Uh, let's see. My screen. There we go. Boom. Uh, Women's, Women's Tech, Tech Radio. Radio Episode 2 came out, despite the... Uh, um, Opposition from people about the name. Don't don't worry about that. But it's, uh, just, a, it's just a vocal few. Yep, we it's are. It's a really good show. We are moving forward. <laughs> on you know, that. Uh, so people have wondered why Women's Tech Radio. And so first of all, to get, uh, can I? Do you mind if I? Yeah, go ahead. To touch on the name, uh, Women's Tech Radio. That's for discoverability, so people know what they're getting. So uh, these are shows that really we worry about the content, but people that find the shows. They come at it with a set of expectations, and when they find something, the name is such – it makes such a difference. Like Think about like when you're browsing for a new podcast. Mm-hmm. If you see a name like Women's Tech Radio, you kind of know exactly what you're getting in for. That's, a, that's what we want. We want people coming that's, in with the yeah. right set of expectations. That's number one. Number two, why not just have more female interviews in the Linux Action Show? 
It's a possibility, right? Yes. Yeah. But the reality is this isn't an issue that I'm constantly thinking about. It's not something I'm super crazy invested in. I have two daughters. I have a wife. I care so much about it. But at the end of the day, it's not something I can 100% invest myself into because it's not my scene. It's not my bag. So having a show that allows two female hosts to fully invest mm -hmm. in this area, to think mm -hmm. about it, to, sign, to line up the interviews, to really make it theirs, allows them to do sort of something much broader, much bigger, much more appropriate than anything I could do in interviews and segments. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not only that, but um, I will be networking with women that are in technology and I will be sourcing them to Linux Action Show and the other shows. So oh, yeah. It's like it's, it's, not it's opening up the, the right. our possibilities there because yeah. otherwise I'm not doing specific networking with women. And, you know, it's yeah. The other thing is there's such a strong component when we go to uh, events, conventions, fests. There's often uh, outreach programs there for women that we can connect with. And mm -hmm. like Angela said, these shows don't live on an island by themselves. They all, all our shows are able to contribute and benefit from each other. So when they make good connections and great connections, that can strengthen our other shows and vice versa. Uh, and it's also something, you know, from a monetary standpoint that sponsors and supporters can kind of just understand. And then last but not least, from a content standpoint, it allows you to easily opt in and opt out of something you may or may not want to watch. You may be super exactly. motivated, super or, not motivated. Or maybe you know like i don't watch the linux action show but Wait, what? i wouldn't what? you know some people don't want to watch the whole linux action show to to see a uh, an, an interview, interview with, with a woman with with, you know, and what's anybody. great about these is uh, also it takes it a, a bit of a different tr uh, track. It's more mm -hmm. about like currently. Now the show's early and it's evolving, but it's like tell us your journey, the resources, the tools that helped you get established, uh, the, the pitfalls, the advantages, um, some of the things you had to break through, right? It, having it its own creative space allows them to explore those things that we don't normally go into in the other shows. Uh, and it's kind of neat too from a standpoint of – uh, giving Angela a chance to sort of uh, scratch a new itch and uh, explore yeah. a new realm. Yeah, and we, we recorded four initially, so the first four are, you know, just a little rough, but if you like what you see, it's only going to get better. It does Well, you in know? the first four, it gets better with each yeah. episode. and each one has, like, a plethora of... of uh, resources and resources yeah it yeah. all of them are different and and for anybody that's looking to get into it or help somebody get into it and somebody not just women but anybody these are really good links yeah yeah so they're great for everybody and you can email the show wtr jupiterbroadcasting.com if you have somebody you think maybe be a great fit if you have a topic idea and also you can go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact and, and drop down the box down. yep women's there. tech radio is there or you can uh, go to twitter forward slash hey wtr yeah. Hey, WTR. Hey, WTR. What's up? Yep. All right. <clears throat> is that it, Andrews? Yeah, I think that is it for this episode. All right, well, we invite you to join us live. The faux show happens about a half hour or so after the Linux Action Show. Come for the Linux Action Show. Stay for the faux. The Linux Action Show is like an epic pre-show mm -hmm. to the faux show. We usually have like a faux intermission. This week, it was something I probably shouldn't say, but it was epic. We play it on the live stream, and then you just hang around, and we get started. Hmm. Okay. It was good. It was oh, like, yes, yeah. And you're going to resume it afterwards, right? Because they I? asked for that. Oh, I could, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of The Faux Show. We'll see you next week. Did you enjoy this Faux Show? Well, guess what? You can catch more at jupiterbroadcasting.com and subscribe to the weekly RSS feed. So, um, everybody, I want you to rest assured. Everybody. Everybody. Uh, I can confidently kick Angela's butt. So if the situation were to come up on the show, no, I bruised too. Like I, I bruised like my grandma bruised. Like I used to always think it was crazy how much my grandma bruised, 
but I bruise just as badly. I have bruises on my arms from her. I want you to know the kind of the abuse mm-hmm. I received. That's right? kind of funny because you're not actually related to your grandma. I know. <laughs> She's I was ado- she was she was the adopted grandma. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. Yep, he adopted his grandma. Kind of. All right. Into my heart. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is there a great poop? Yes. Had it this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Gray? Great. You said oh. that was a bad poop. I actually had one of my, I had a good one for the last few days. One of my best in the last few days today. I didn't get to tell you about it. We share, we share notes on our defecation status. Defecation. Defecation elimination. How the log factory's doing. Download the brown load. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Quit trying to do it in the mic. Well, I figured just embrace Jeez. it.